We are born free. And we will die free. The time in between, though, that's complicated. In that time, governments, institutions, and our egos will limit our ability to find true freedom in this life. These are real stories of real people overcoming the odds, persevering in justice, and unlocking their potential. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Here's your host, John Oderman. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. And this week, you get another solo show. <laughs> Lucky you um, had some scheduling issues with guests. And now I have an absurd week next week with like four interviews. Um, so you won't get a solo show again for quite a while. So I better make this one good, I guess. But one of my upcoming guests um, is going to be able to comment on, I know on the last episode of Mean Age Daydream, Brian was talking about the ghost gun case that the Supreme Court um, temporarily ruled on. And we're going to be talking about that case with one of my guests who is very, very much involved with it. So excited for that. And I've got another, a lot of other great guests as well that I will uh, be bringing on. But let me tell you, today has been not a good day in my world. Nothing terrible happened. Um, just very, very frustrating uh, home improvement, or not even home improvement, just maintenance work around my house. Just had a weird thing happen during the week where our, our shower started leaking, so I had to take down the drywall and you know redo to, to fix the, uh, the, the shower drain. That actually was not that hard, but... Having to redo the drywall, I had to cut the drywall. Then I wanted to put a you know a uh, a vent in so I could access that same area if I had to get to it again because it's right in front of our front door. I didn't just want to drywall it over. I mean, I prefer to have just drywall, but I wanted to be able to access it. Um, so I was doing that today, and you know that always takes more time than you think. It's always more frustrating than you think. And I'm just about done. I'm putting in no I'm kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. It was the last drywall screw I was putting in, and I hit the freaking hot water line going up to the shower um, because, I mean, partially my fault. I mean, I, I don't know who to blame for this. It's it's nobody's fault, really, except for me. Um, I knew it was there. Obviously, I just looking at it before I put the drywall up. And, uh, yeah, so hit that, and for some crazy reason, <clears throat> you know, I talked to my brother-in-law. He's a plumber, and... He told me what to do, how to fix it. Just put a, uh, it's called a shark bite. You put it on it. It's that PEX, uh, PEX stuff that you run for uh, for water lines. And it, won't, it would not take. Like it would not take. It kept leaking. And yeah, so we don't have hot water right now. So hopefully my, my brother-in-law can come over tomorrow to fix it. One of the most frustrating days of my life. And uh, yeah, so that was, that was my Sunday. Hopefully you had a more relaxing, better Sunday than I did. So with that in mind, I mean, first I do want to say things we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to kick things off with a hilarious video that I was going to play on Meme Wars on Friday, last Friday, but Brian and I had a lot going on. Brian was uh, getting ready for a renovation in his house, moving stuff out. Um, I had a bunch of stuff going on as well. Um, I was going to play it then, but I didn't, so you're going to hear it today. It's just a hilarious video that I'll set it up in a, set up in a minute. And then next, I want to talk about Oliver Anthony, who has 
a song that is going absolutely bananas viral, um, Rich Men North of Richmond, that is a song of our times, summing up so many things wrong in our society today. And I'm going to play the song from his Twitter post, so hopefully I won't get demonetized for doing that. And we're going to talk about how things are not actually any better after the pandemic with regards to total excess deaths. Actually, more people are still dying than before the pandemic. And suicides are also at an all-time high. And then lastly, we're going to close things out talking about Woody Harrelson wearing an RFK hat and the fact that Woody Harrelson probably doesn't even know that everybody's freaking out over it. So first, let me set up this video. Um, It's... I mean, this has nothing to do with uh, politics, nothing to do with uh, entrepreneurship, finding freedom. Um, it's just it's just funny. And sometimes you need to laugh. And I'll tell you what you're looking at so you have somewhat of an idea. What's happening here, you got a – this video looks like it was shot in the 1990s. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But you got a, uh, a guy with glasses. His back's turned, but you can tell he's a big nerd. He's wearing – like a really ugly sweater and blue jeans with like his sweater's not big enough so you can see his belt and his shirt from underneath like sticking out. Total dork, total dork. You got that guy and you got like two teenagers. The one teenager is wearing a bandana on his head. So you got the nerdy guy coming over to the teen wearing the the bandana in a library. And uh, this is, I just, it's a great, it's a great joke. I love it and I can't stop laughing at it. So here it is. Sorry? What set are you repping? I'm not repping any set. That's the nerd saying, what set are you repping to the teenager? Well, you're wearing a bandana, so I would assume that you'd be repping a set. Oh, no. Just like bandanas. Next time you wear that shit on my turf, you better come with something. Because you don't know shit about the street life. Now get the fuck out of my library. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. This is a little unreal. What have I done to bother you? You're ripping a set on my turf. Dude, I'm just wearing a bandana. Yeah, well, it's the wrong color. Yeah, man, so you gotta be, uh, you gotta be careful when you're repping a set in a library. I mean, you know, you can't just wear any colors into a library. You don't know what turf you're on. You better know what turf you're on before you walk in repping the wrong set. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. If you didn't like it, I really don't care because I thought it was hilarious. I'll post it on the show notes if you want to share it with some friends. Get a laugh out of it. It's good times. Next thing I want to share and talk about. So this dude, Oliver Anthony, looks like, I don't know. He looks like if uh, if Chris Spangle grew like the greatest beard you've ever seen before. So you got the the red hair and this huge Viking beard and Oliver Anthony playing some some bluegrass style country music. And I first heard this song, um, you know, Matt McKinley from Burning Daylight, who was on Meme Wars a couple uh, couple weeks ago. He shared this on his uh, on his Facebook page and heard like the snippet there. And I got to find this song when I found it on Spotify. I've listened to it probably at least 20 times in the past three or four days. It's number one on iTunes, number one on any chart that matters. And I'm going to play it in a minute here, but just what I love about it and what's going to 
what's going to piss me off, and I'll get more into this after I play it, is that politicians are going to try to hijack it. And if you look in the Twitter thread here, you already have Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene commenting, saying it's you know th- this is the song to rally to rally behind. Of course, saying the Republican Party, where the Republican Party is part of the problem, as well as the Democrat Party, as well as the Libertarian Party. All of these parties, it's really no party at all. It's really just no fun, and they're ruining the world. Uh, mostly the Republicans and Democrats. But let's let's play the song. I don't want to. You know, just pump it up without giving it to you. If you haven't heard it yet, um, hopefully this doesn't get me demonetized for this show. Maybe it will. I really don't care because it's uh, it's worth it to hear this. And I'm so used to looking for Twitter when I'm trying to share something. Got to look for the X now. This is the, that's the weirdest thing. But here you go, rich men north of Richmond. Men are putting themselves six feet in the ground Cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down Lord, it's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me and people like you Wish I could just wake up and it not be true But it is Lord, it is living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men, North or Richmond, Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think, want to know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do, because your dollar ain't shit. And it's taxed to no end, cause a rich man, north a rich man. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours. Bullshit pay. Dude, you uh you can't beat that. That's just you cannot have a song just more from the heart, purely authentic. This isn't about like I said before, this isn't about the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, this isn't political talking points. This strikes to the soul of what just a normal person thinks about the government, um, politics in general. They don't give a crap about the everyday working man. They don't give a crap about the blue-collar guy who's working double shifts and uh, just scraping to get by as the dollar goes to crap and is taxed to no end. Um, He just hits every single freaking point even the surveillance state surveillance state the surveillance state um they want to know what you think they want to know what you do um so simple yet so eloquent yet just cuts to the core of uh everything wrong with this country and you know people are gonna make this song into you know some sort of political rallying cry or it's this or that, and they're going to try to use it and profit off it in different ways, profit off it politically for 
for votes to capitalize on it that way. And I think that's a that's a mistake. Um, maybe that's not obvious, but I think it's an obvious mistake to make. Um, somebody like this, someone like Oliver Anthony, um, people in his core audience, you know, th- these people are just sick of the status quo. They're, they are, a lot of them probably are the types of people who voted for Ron Paul just because they wanted Dr. No. They wanted somebody who said no to the rich men north of Richmond on all the money they wanted to spend. And a lot of those same people voted for Donald Trump because he was an outsider. He wanted to drain the swamp of all the, the rich men, of all the, the money that was, uh, that was funding them, which didn't happen. Um, so I, I think people, the frustration is still there. It's boiling up. I think this is a rallying cry for just the, the general everyman that can get behind and listen to this and relate to it, not necessarily like an, in an actionable way, like it's going to cause people to go do something. Maybe it will eventually, um, but I, I, I think it would be a mistake to try to tie this to a political cause. I don't think that's what Oliver Anthony is going to do. Um, I think this is organic, and I, I like, like I've said before, we're going to win this thing. That's, that's decided already. I mean, the, uh, the state, the government, the U.S. government, the way that things are going cannot continue. So I think songs like this in the culture that people can get behind and, and coalesce and see themselves in, in a way, and also see each other liking the same thing, enjoying that same type of music that is pushing back against this broken system, it just kind of starts to, to groundswell support for a new system, hopefully, um, for a system that is not uh, you know crony corporatist, a system that, that is not built upon enriching all the relatives of the political elite. So I don't think this song is going to you know, change the world in the next election, but I think songs like this, and maybe it'll become a sort of new genre, um, revolution music. Uh, I think we need it. And uh, I will gladly do what I can to help usher, usher it in. So Oliver Anthony, check it out. Rich Men North of Richmond. Fantastic song. One of my favorites right now. He also has a lot of other awesome music if you're into that type of music, which I am. So uh, it'll be he'll be on my playlist from here out going forward. So hopefully you enjoyed that. If you didn't, I don't know what to tell you. I guess you just hate freedom. All right. So I wanted to talk. We, you know, that was some good news stuff there. We had the laughs at the beginning. We talked about Oliver Anthony. Now we're going to flip the script a little bit, and it's going to get a little bit uh, depressing maybe. Um, depressing, but not surprising, right? I mean, I think most people who listen to this show understand that what we know now, the COVID-19 was created in a lab and looks like there's a high probability that it was uh, maybe not intentionally released, but oops, just kind of released sort of intentionally or maybe outright intentionally. I don't know. Um, People understand that. Uh, a lot of people listen to this show also um, come from the same line of thinking of myself <clears throat> in that there was zero need to get vaccinated. 
Um, you were doing more harm, especially if you're under the age of 50, 60, if you're in good shape, really 65, 70, if you're in good shape and, and healthy. Um, zero, no reason to get vaccinated. The risks, the threats, the uh, potential consequences coming with the vaccine far outweighed, far outweighed um, the risks of COVID. And that just got more stark the younger the, uh, the group gets there. So, you know, teenagers, um, kids under 10, almost zero risk to COVID. Um, so it's kind of surprising in a way um, when you look, I mean, and you see that um, life insurance companies who are very good at counting deaths, um, this is years after the pandemic. And um, yeah, the, the, the excess deaths are not dropping. And obviously COVID-19 can't explain this. Um, does the vaccine play a role? It could. Could something else that we don't even know, aren't even thinking about play a role? Some sort of other environmental factor, some sort of other, uh, I don't know, something else going on with uh, new technology that, that's been released? I don't know. But um, from 2020 through 2022, there were more excess deaths proportionally among white collar than blue collar, which is interesting. Um, do you think that more white collar got the V than blue collar? I would say yes. Um, so white collar, 19% above normal versus blue collar, 14% above normal, both above normal, which is not good. Um, the disparity nearly doubled among the top echelon of workers in the fourth quarter of 2022. This was reported by U.S. actuaries. And there was an extreme and sudden increase in worker mortality in the fall of 2021, even as the nation saw a huge drop in COVID-19 deaths from the previous wave. In the third quarter of 2021, deaths among workers aged 35 to 44 reached a pandemic peak of 101% above or double the three-year COVID baseline. In the two other working age groups, mortality was 79% above the expected. Now, this is very, very troubling. In the third quarter of 2021, what time was that? Vaccine rolled out, what was it, mid-2021, and then that big push happened. Companies, the government, everyone was pushing to get the vaccine throughout 2021. During that same time, in the third quarter, when it was a fever pitch that everyone needs to get the V, this is when workers aged 35 to 44 reached a peak of 101% above the, uh, the pre-COVID excess death baseline. That's crazy. I mean, that's, that's scary. Um, and this is not only happening in the United States. The UK also saw more excess deaths in the second half of 2022 than in the second half of any year since 2010, according to the Institute and Faculty of Actuaries. In the first quarter of 2023, so getting more near term here, so first quarter of 2023, um, the deaths among people aged 20 to 44 were akin to the same period in 2021. That was the the worst uh, pandemic year for that uh, for that age group. 
So younger age death rates were particularly high when compared with the average mortality from 2013 to 2020. So, and then you go to Australia. In Australia, 12% more people died than expected in 2022, according to the nation's Actuaries Institute. A third of the excess was non-COVID deaths, a figure the Institute called extraordinarily high. Um, death rates are lower, of course, than in 2020 and 2021, but they are far from normal. So what explains this wave of excess deaths? Um, week in and week out, this just this continues. And... Life insurance companies are tracking this. It should tell you something that life insurance companies have not done anything to entice people to get this uh, COVID V. Um, there's no policy reductions. So does it really, you would think you think they would if in, if it did somehow in a way make you less likely to die from COVID or from anything, which it's seeming that it doesn't. And actually, could make you more likely to die. That's that's not what this article is saying. That's not what I'm saying. Well, it is what I'm saying, but that's just that's speculation. Um, not from this article that I'll link to in the show notes. So life insurance data suggests something happened in the fall of 2021 in workplaces, especially among white-collar workers. These are people whose education income, education, income level, and access to health care would predict better outcomes. What happened in the fall of 2021? Jeez, oh man, what happened? I can't remember. Fall of 2021. Oh, that was right before this the winter of severe illness and death. That's what it was. So maybe it was just severe, the, the fall of severe um, illness and death. But what could have caused that? What was that thing that... You know, the president was coming out and he did the severe winter illness and death threat and federal workers are being forced to do it. A lot of companies were forcing their workers to do it. What was that? I can't remember. The vaccine. Um, The executives of a large Indiana life insurance company were clearly troubled by what uh, was said was a 40% increase in the third quarter of 2021 in those ages 18 to 64. We're seeing it right now, the highest death rates we've seen in the history of this business, not just in one America. This is CEO Scott Davison, who said during an online news conference in January 2022, the data is consistent across every player in that business. Governments and regulatory agencies should cooperate with life insurers to investigate this trend at the national and multinational level. level. Without a thorough and collaborative uh, exploration, we can't know what's killing us or how to stop it. And this was written by Dr. Pierre Corey, who, of course, frontline in uh, fighting back against this, uh, you know, COVID manipulation that has happened over the years. And he's been, you know, he was he was big for alternative treatments for COVID that the government then outlawed. But they've come back around on some of them and are saying that doctors can now prescribe things like ivermectin. Um, but Pierre Corey, good guy. And. To kind of go off of that last article and to, to stick with the depressing vibes here. And let me just say one thing before I move on. Um, if you did get vaccinated, there is, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not going to try to cite anything, but uh, I listen to a lot of health related podcasts, um, natural healing related podcasts. Um, I can recommend some to you if you want to DM me on Twitter 
or on Facebook or send me an email, john at lionsofliberty.com. Um, and there are now, you know, a lot of different recommended um, treatments, regimens that you can do to, and you know, this is not medical advice and I'm not even giving you the regimens, but I, I can point you to, to where people are talking about them, but they're claiming that you can, you can mitigate some of the effects and maybe usher out some of the toxins from your body if you did get a, uh, a COVID-19 vacation or two or three. Um, the more you got, probably the more you should be looking to try to flush these toxins out of your body. Um, anyway, and reach out if you want that information. I don't have that stuff right in front of me, so I'm not going to try to search for it now. Another thing that came from the pandemic, right? So shutting down a bunch of businesses, telling people they weren't essential workers, taking a bunch of kids and not letting them go to school, taking them away from their friends, and then only letting them see their friends if they were in a mask when they went back to school, um, not letting you know teenagers interact with each other, uh, not allowing um, just regular people to interact with each other. Friends, all of a sudden saying, I don't want to be friends with you unless you're always wearing a mask or unless you get this special injection. All of these different things happening in the world. The media v- saying that half or not half, 20%, 25% of the country is actively trying to kill the other half because they're not getting a certain injection. So what could possibly go wrong with all of this vitriol and all of this isolation and all of this division? I mean, what could go wrong? Well, about 49,000 people, 49,500 people took their own lives last year in the U.S. The highest number ever according to new government data posted Thursday. The CDC, um, which posted the numbers, has not yet calculated a suicide rate for the year, but available data suggests suicides are more common in the U.S. than any time since the dawn of World War II. There's something wrong. The numbers should not be going up. This is uh, this was Christina Wilbur, who's a 45-year-old Florida woman whose son shot himself to death last year. Um, She says, my son should not have died. I know it's complicated. I really do. But we have to be able to do something, something that we're not doing because whatever we're doing right now is not helping. That's the truth. I'm just going to show this chart here of suicides over the last two decades. And I, I totally agree. There is something that we should be able to do. Um, and I, I'll give some my thoughts on some things that we can do. Um, but we also have to recognize that people have been through trauma over the past couple of years here. And a lot of, uh, it's just been, it's, it's been a, a tack, an attack on the, uh, the psyche of people and people are beaten down. And if you look at the death rate, you know, since just before 1970, it was just a little bit over 20,000 per year, pretty level, uh, goes up about 30,000 in 1985, maintains a pretty level uh, stance around 30,000 up until about 2000. Then at 2000, it just starts to take off. By 2010, it's at 40,000. And now, like I said, 2020, we're almost up to 50,000 suicides per year. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, a lot of people will talk about um, gun deaths, and a lot of them are suicides. That doesn't, I mean, it's like doesn't lessen them in any way, but uh, the people are trying to kill themselves. We should be focused on the reasons why they're trying to kill themselves. I'm not focusing 
necessarily on the instrument. Same thing with, you know, homicides or school shootings. Let's focus on the reason why somebody would have in their brain that they would want to act out this way and be that psychotic to kill people, take lives, um, instead of acting, instead of focusing on the instrument they used. Why is someone so deranged? How'd they get that way? What caused it? What were the factors? What are the things leading to it? And, you know, a couple of things that come to mind for me, um, public schools, of course, compounded by the uh, the lockdowns, which just made life for young people and teenagers that much worse. Um, social media. Social media is great. It's good in a lot of different ways, communicating, building businesses, networking, um, building an underground network to uh, to fight back about against, against the state when uh, when things and, and shit hits the fan. Um, but social media, especially for young people, but also for adults, um, but young people can't get away from it. So if you're getting bullied in elementary school or middle school or high school or college or whatever, um, you cannot escape it. It's going to follow you home. It's going to follow you on social media. And unfortunately, that drives a lot of young people. They think they have no way out and they end up taking their life. And that's just terribly, terribly sad. It's, it's very sad. And there are ways around this. I mean, there are ways to combat this, I should say. Parents, be involved with your kids. I just posted on my Facebook the other day about a, an app. I think it's called like Saturn or something. I'll link to it in, in the show notes as well, lionsofliberty.com. But it's not related to this conversation here, but the maybe indirectly related. Um, the app was a, is a way for uh, you know students who go to a high school together, you, um, go to a junior high together or whatever, to uh, figure out their classmate schedules and all that stuff. They put in their information. They get their classmate schedules. They see the teachers, all that stuff, and they can figure out who's in their class ahead of time. But it's all open to anybody. Any Joe on the street could come in and put in their information, and you know, you're opening up uh, the roles of high schools to, uh, to predators. And there was a guy on Facebook that uncovered this, went viral, and hopefully that app, uh, I mean, should get deleted from the Apple Store. Or uh, the really the the developers themselves should should pull it out. I mean, I would hope they would. But so I mean, you have things like that. You have obviously your standard social media. The kids obviously use Snapchat mostly, maybe a little bit of Instagram. They're not on Facebook. That's for old people like me. Um, and there's a bunch of other apps that I don't know nothing about because I'm 40 years old, and that's uh, that's just the way the world is. But they can't get away from it. And there's also the, the pharmaceutical element of it. You have a bunch of kids today are diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, a bunch of different behavioral disorders. And unfortunately, a lot of those disorders are rooted in, you know, diet issues, you know, maybe some issues that um, having to do with a, a gene deficiency, um, the MTHFR um, gene mutation, which has been shown to be a precursor for um, ADD and ADHD doesn't allow the body to methylate certain important vitamins um, like uh, like folate and, and B vitamins. So actually, if kids who have this gene mutation, they might be on medication for ADD or ADHD, but they're you know continuing to uh, consume folic acid like in cereal, fortified you know fortified vitamins, things like that they're not getting bioavailable vitamins and it can actually make their condition even worse. 
um, if they're doing that. Um, feel free to reach out to me um, if you want a deeper dive into what I'm talking about. This is a massive issue, and there are ways to treat it without pharmaceuticals. I do worry about you know, really the meth that so many kids on, are on today with the, the Adderall and the different things, but also the SSRIs, you know, um, it seems like SSRIs are subscribed are, are prescribed so frequently and to, at a really just shockingly young age to, uh, to a lot of people. And so many adults are on SSRIs and I understand severe depression. Yes. If you, if, if it's gonna, if it's gonna, help you to live your life and keep going, please go to a doctor. Yes, that's needed. But there's also a root cause to things that, that's causing it. I would encourage people to you know, do, the, do that research yourself and dig in for that root cause and try to figure out you know, what is going on you know, with your body or, or, or how, how this happened. Because you know, there's, some, there's so, much, so many toxins and stress and negativity and sleep deprivation and all kinds of issues. That, uh, that can lead up to this. And I know it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy to deal with crap like this, but this is where we are. 50,000 suicides in the United States. And uh, I'll tell you this right now. The pharmaceutical companies, they're not helping. Because if they were, that number would be going down. It's not. So we, we got to figure this out. And uh, I, I think the answer really doesn't lie with pharmaceutical companies. It lies with more natural medicine, good health, exercise, eating right, um, and just striking the root of, uh, of what ails you and healing your gut. I'm the gut health guy, and uh, you got to have a healthy gut. Most of your, your serotonin is produced in your gut. Um, dopamine is produced in your gut. Most of your immune system lives in your gut. If your gut's not healthy, you ain't healthy, my friend. All right. So what else are we talking about? I forget. Um, I did have one more thing on my list, but I lost my notes. As will happen. Oh, yes, of course. Woody Harrelson wearing RFK hat. How could we have a podcast without talking about RFK? I, I don't know. We, we would have had to, uh, I would have had to do the show over if I forgot to talk about RFK. And of course, I lost that window. But anyway, it really doesn't matter. I, I was going to share a tweet it's really not important. Um, I'll just tell you what happened. So Woody Harrelson, I like Woody Harrelson. I like his movies. I think he's one of the most versatile actors out there. He can do comedies. He can do serious shit. He can make a movie where he's acting with a bunch of people who have uh, mental retardation and do a fantastic job. And there was that movie where he was coaching the uh, the uh, the special uh, basketball team it was fantastic one of the best movies i've seen this year i forget the name of it i'm terrible with movie names but it was it was phenomenal um love woody harrelson and he also co-owns a restaurant with my uh my former guest from a couple weeks ago molly engelhart um i think it's called sage in los angeles i believe it's only takeout only now it is a vegan restaurant but i've heard from people in la it is fantastic and if you live out there you should go there it's owned by molly and woody um and Molly did talk in the bonus section that I had. She talked glowingly. If you haven't heard that, join the Pride. Um, Patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty, Lions of Liberty .locals.com. Join the Pride and listen to that interview with Molly Englehart, and you will hear about how great of a person Woody Harrelson is. So Woody Harrelson was pictured with RFK's wife um, wearing a RFK hat. And, of course, she got all this freaking backlash from idiots who uh, 
you know, mostly on Twitter, liberals saying, oh my God, I got to write off Woody Harrelson. I can't watch his movies anymore. Why are they, it's so funny. What saying, why are these celebrities giving their opinion? Now I can't, which is, you know, what so many people on the right say about people on the left giving their opinion. You know what? I, I just, I really don't care about any celebrity's opinion, no matter what. I like Woody Harrelson. I think he's a great guy. I love his movies. Do I care like who he wants to vote for for president? Not really. I think it's cool he likes RFK. He's he's, he's been friends with RFK for for years and years and years. So I don't think it's a big deal. So he has a he has a picture where he's wearing an RFK Jr. hat. He's pictured with Cheryl Hines. They've been friends for a while. Um, you know the funny thing is though there was a tweet from uh, Brian Krasenstein, who's a liberal Twitter personality, has a huge following. His brother is a big following too, and he actually said something. Pretty good, I thought. And I normally don't agree with this guy. But he says, newsflash, actors can support whatever candidate for president they want. The fact that people are attacking Woody Harrelson because of an RFK Jr. hat he's wearing, well, in the presence of RFK Jr.'s wife, shows me that politics in America are so incredibly devices. Wake up. Yeah, of course they are. That's me talking, not him. Him talking again. Just stop. Stop getting pissed off about what candidate someone likes. Stop getting angry because other people have different views and opinions than you. Stop concentrating on all the wrong things. You can still like a person if they don't completely agree with your political stances. And you know what? This post was so good, I even liked it on X. I'll keep calling it Twitter, though. Um, And I don't like this guy, but he makes a great point. So you got to give him credit where credit is due. And then Robert Kennedy um, comes out this past weekend, and he's like, you know, what's funny is Woody Harrelson probably has no idea people are mad at him because he doesn't have a cell phone. Woody Harrelson long has been against cell phones. He thinks that they, um, you know, cause potentially brain tumors or other issues with your brain. And he claims that when you hold a cell phone up to your head that you can immediately feel um, something um, off with your brain. And I'm not going to lie. Like, it's very rare that I talk using a cell phone, like holding up to my head. I will use, like right now I have AirPods in, which I only use these mostly for podcasting or if I'm running or if I'm at the gym, which that's a lot of times, I guess. But like for my work, I plug in, I hardwire into my computer for you know conference calls and things like that. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I get a weird feeling if I have these uh, AirPods in for too long. And I do get a weird feeling if I hold a phone up to my head. So maybe Woody Harrelson's right. EMF, EMF waves, probably not the best thing for you. Um, but Robert Kennedy thinks Woody doesn't know about this controversy, doesn't have a phone, doesn't watch the news. So you got Woody Harrelson, has no idea that all these liberals are mad at him. He's going to go in for his next movie reading. And someone's going to be like, you know, they're going to tell him, Woody, we tried to get so-and-so, but they won't work with you. You know, he'll be like, what are you talking about? They won't work with me. Well, because of the RFK Jr. hat. They won't work with you. What are you talking about? Because of the RFK Jr. hat. It'd be great. It'd be great. I hope, I hope that does happen. That'd be funny. And then I hope Woody just uh, quits the movie too and uh, just starts doing whatever he wants. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I think. Um <laughs> What I, I tell you one thing I do think. I think everybody should go listen to that Oliver Anthony song that I uh, that I played at the top of the show. Download that stuff on Spotify. Follow him on Spotify, wherever you listen to your music. And while you're doing that, follow Finding Freedom, this show, 
on Spotify. Follow the Lines of Liberty Network, where you can also hear this show on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and on wherever you're listening to this show. Make sure you are subscribed. We need subscribers. We need listeners, but we also need subscribers. It all helps with the algorithm. And you know what also helps with the algorithm? People leaving a five-star rating and a nice review. I haven't looked at mine for a while. Um, I know last time I looked, several months ago, um, I hadn't had one for a couple months. So please leave some freshy fresh reviews about how much you like this show. Um, if you want to even leave a guest recommendation in a review, you can do that. Um, or you can do that by emailing me, john at linesofliberty.com, or on any of the social medias. Reach out to talk to me about anything. Um, I get back to uh, everyone eventually. Might take some time, but I will we'll get back to you. That's all I got for this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please say a prayer for me fixing um, the water problem. Now a water supply problem. It was a drain problem. Now it's a supply problem. Um, say a prayer that I can get it fixed this week. Better yet, tomorrow. Fixed on Monday because, uh, you know, we need a working shower. If we don't have a working shower, that's a problem. But hopefully next week is better for me. Next weekend, no more plumbing issues. And... Uh, See y'all next week. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.